You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Ahuva Hirschkop, and we are going to be talking all about something that we all struggle with, perfection, perfectionism, people-pleasing, all of those self-limiting beliefs that hold us back. So mamas, buckle up because this is going to be a powerful episode. Without further ado, welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast, Ahuva. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation today. Tell us more about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? So I'm a Hoova. Most importantly, I would say I'm a mom of three little kiddos under six. uh, So that keeps me busy for lots of the time. I, by training, I am a registered dietitian, spent a long time practicing in the pediatric space um, and really, you know, was working with a lot of moms primarily. So women primarily talking about picky eating, food allergies, just navigating all those fun things. And over COVID uh, and the pandemic, really, you know, working with clients and just hearing time and time again, I really wish I could care about this right now. Like, I really wish I could pay attention to this because I feel like it would be in the best interest of me and of my child. Also, I'm like, so up to my eyeballs. Like, I just can't take on anything else. Like, I don't, I don't care. And just hearing so many women tell me again and again and again, how just burnt out they were feeling and how overwhelmed they were feeling and noticing in myself how I felt the same way, trying to navigate pandemic life with three-year-old twins while being pregnant with my third. Uh, We found out I was pregnant with him the week before COVID lockdowns, going back to work to still be able to serve my clients and just really feeling like I was hitting a wall and feeling like so many of my clients were, were, you know, hitting that same wall took a while of me, you know, finding my way through introspection of understanding how women actually end up feeling so burnt out, how we're conditioned into burnout, really just so that I could help my clients with their nutrition goals. And then really actually recognized just how burnt out so many women were feeling during COVID and beyond and took that one step further and started coaching women on how to live life beyond people-pleasing perfectionism and pressures that society puts on us that are leading us to burnout. Oh my gosh. I love that because no matter what line of work you're in, you were saying, you know, even working as a dietitian, you notice this, your clients were coming in with this. And when your mindset isn't right, it impacts every single aspect of life. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you can ask any allied health professional, right? It's like, you can, like, you can give recommendations until you're blue in the face. And then you can look at some, like, see some people and you're like, I know you are not going to do what I ask you to do when you go home. Like, I know, I just know a hundred percent. And it's not necessarily, you know, I think that especially 
in that space, we need to be more understanding that it's not always, you know, how people used to just talk about like difficult patients or difficult clients, or that's, that's, there are very few and far between people who are like, I'm just going to come in and be difficult and not do the things you're asking me. But when people are pulled in 12,000 different directions, I say it, you know, like that, um, sometimes people, they can't even tell if they're juggling like glass balls or plastic balls. And I'm like, actually, most people feel like they're juggling atomic bombs. Like they feel like everything is, you know, everything is this massive thing that they have to be juggling and they can't possibly put it down. Putting one more thing on their plate is just not going to be feasible. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. If you're already trying to give someone that's so overwhelmed any additional tools or tactics that can definitely almost backfire. And I love your analogy with the bombs because yeah, it does feel like, okay, if I drop something like things, everything's going to start exploding. Right. Yeah, exactly. And often we think that if it's something as simple as like we get our kids store-bought cupcakes for their birthday instead of making their cake, right? Like there are certain things in life, absolutely, that are, you need to do them. They need to happen. And some that are, you know, like that atomic, like you, it is vital that you do it, whether it's for you or for your kids or for your clients or for whatever. But there are lots of things that aren't that. And I think somewhere along the way, the messaging that so many of us get makes it incredibly difficult for us to determine which, which is which. Yeah. Where do you think that stems from? Where did that perfectionism complex come into play? So I talk a lot about it, obviously, you know, front through my dietitian lens as well. I think that it comes from a really young age. Uh, you know, we're still living in an age, especially where diet culture is rampant, right? You can just look, look at the checkout aisle and see how many magazines there are about the right way to, to eat the right way, you know, the right way you're supposed to look the right way you're supposed to eat. And I think that when we're telling people from a very young age, and especially women from a very young age and girls that they, you have to eat like this, or you have to, or other people know better, right? Especially working in the picky eating space. Like, you know, how many times we say to people that when kids are like, I'm, I'm full. And you say, no, you're not. You've only had two bites, right? There are very small ways that we don't even always recognize that we're conditioning children and specifically the you know, girls in uh, somebody else knows better about you than about than you about your body, right? Somebody else must know there's a right way to do things. And I know that, you know, we were speaking before about um, that you have a physiotherapy background. It's like, even now people saying, you know, there isn't always one right posture, right? There are, can be different ways that can feel really good for different bodies. And I think that it's, but we're having these conversations a lot more, but so many of us were socialized from a very young age that other people know better than us. We should defer to authorities. We couldn't possibly know, right? There's a right way to do things. There's an absolute right way to do things. And so you better fit yourself into that right way to do things, even if like it feels impossible. And then we're also conditioned that if we don't do it, it must be our fault. So right? true. Yeah. So it's like society like puts a, you know, a brick on the gas pedal in a car, like zooming towards burnout. And then we hit the wall and society's like, wow, you're, you're really broken. You should deal with that. Right. And then that can start to hold us back from even yeah. starting to even starting yeah. to pursue our dreams to daring to yeah. dream bigger. Do you see that too? 
Absolutely. I think that one of the biggest thing also is that a lot of the things that once were motivating to a lot of high achievers, you know, I say that I work with professional women. I work with high achieving professional women, mostly. So women who are in corporate spaces, entrepreneurs, um, and really a lot of the things that we used to feel like were motivating, you know, you think about like the gold stars we used to get as kids, right? Sometimes now when those same women are getting those gold stars, oh my God, I don't know how you do it all. Oh my God. Like you, how do you fit all these, all these things in? How do you find the hours in the day? All those like little gold stars people want to be doling out are actually almost more stressful because behind the scenes, you're like, shoot, now I've set this as a, as a like baseline. I can't go down from this. And we almost keep on upping the ante for ourselves. And you're like, oh my God, why did I do this? Like we were talking about running before we started, you know, recording briefly. And I used to be terrified when I was still stuck in my perfectionist thinking. I used to be terrified of really pushing myself on a run because I knew that if I pushed myself, then the next time I like was just having a slower day, I wasn't really feeling it as much and I didn't hit what I had hit last time, there would be some sort of mental like, oh, like, well, that's a bad run. And there would be some sort of, you know, back talk almost in my brain. Yeah. And so it was easier not to ever push myself than it was to deal with the the brain talk I was going to have to deal with the next time when I didn't want to push myself. And I think that's what a lot of women experience on their day-to-day. Oh my gosh, absolutely. We've glorified being busy. We've glorified mm-hmm. multitasking. How many yeah. job applications do you see that multitasking is a must? This, you know, it's, we've glorified this over time and we've become such an instant gratification on demand culture that that's created so many problems that we're constantly trying to please other people rather than ourselves. So why don't we dive into a little bit more about the whole people pleasing aspect of perfectionism. How does that feed into it? So I talk about it as a people-pleasing cycle that a lot of women end up finding themselves in because one of the things that we sometimes forget is that overdoing it for other people and specifically not doing things in like to spite people, which we all do. So if you're listening to that and you're like, I don't do this. Yes, you do. But, um, you know, are really two sides of the same coin. So I talk about it as the people-pleasing cycle, which is, you know, very often we're almost in overdrive. We're like, I'm going to be... Susie Homemaker, and I'm going to run a Fortune 500 company. I should probably also run a marathon today. And also someone, you know, 30 minutes away from me needs a cup of sugar. Maybe I should drive to them because that would be a nice thing to do. And you're like, all of, you know, we're going above and beyond for everybody. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Why do I need to do everything? Why, you know, all those questions that really lead to the resentment of like, why am I the one killing myself all the time when like my son won't even pick up his socks from the floor? But all those thoughts. And then we pull back a little bit and we're like, you know what? Forget these people. They think they don't appreciate me. I'm not going to even do, you know, I'm not going to pick up the sock and I'm not going to this and I'm not going to make dinner. And we try and pull back and then we just immediately feel guilty about it and keep ourselves. So we overdrive even more. Right. Yeah. And we keep ourselves stuck in this cycle because we always allow our decisions to be made by other people. So it's always either I'm purposely doing for them or 
there's no way I'm doing for them. But either way, you're trying to control what somebody else is going to do, is going to think, is going to feel, is going to appreciate about you, all of those things. Instead of just asking, do I want to do this thing? Right. Um, And so that's really, you know, we get stuck in this people pleasing because it's always either a definitely I'm doing it for them or like, I'm definitely not doing it for them. Heck yeah. And it becomes these unrealistic expectations that we've imposed upon ourselves. That is such a real cycle that I think we have all been stuck in that at some point in time. We can all relate to that. What have you found to be helpful to hack into that cycle, to break that cycle? So the one thing that we can really start to do to break that cycle is just start asking why. Because number one, so many of us, again, are socialized to believe that just because I want to isn't a good enough reason, right? Why am I going to bed early tonight? Because I want to, because I'm tired, because I want to do that. Why am I, I don't know, like what you know, whatever it is, why am I making an elaborate dinner tonight? Because I want to. Why am I serving cereal for dinner tonight? Because I want to. And sometimes we make up reasons that we're doing things, Right. Why am I making a beautiful, elaborate dinner tonight? Well, because, you know, my kids and they expect it and my mother-in-law is coming over and they da 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 and of course they need me to, and then they don't even appreciate it. And you're like, oh, forget these ungrateful kids. Like, what, like what's going on here? Like, ugh, who's raising these kids to behave like this? <laughs> um, and really it had nothing to do with them. You're doing it because, you know, maybe you wanted your mother-in-law to see you cooking the way that she maybe cooked, you know, her expectations, right? And so really you're doing it or you spent a lot of time away from your kids last week and you feel really guilty. And so you're trying to make up for it by making a really elaborate dinner. And none of those are bad reasons to do that thing. But if you acknowledge that you're doing it for you, not for your kids, then whether or not they appreciate it doesn't really matter. And we can ditch the resentment on that end. Right. Mm. But very often we don't even ask why we're doing things or we don't really know the answers to why we're doing them. And so it just ends up breeding this resentment cycle. Absolutely. It absolutely does. But I love that. It's such a simple, tangible step. The power of why asking yourself and it takes the emotion out of it. Then it can be uncomfortable. Like, why am I doing this? Well, you know, I, feel like I'm not good enough for my mother-in-law. So I'm trying to impress her. Yeah. But then you can totally. identify those feelings and harness that control back. Yeah. It's absolutely such a simple step to make such a powerful change. I love that. Absolutely love that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be as hard as we're making it out to be moms. Seriously. No. We don't have no. to be people pleasing because at the end of the day, what matters is the woman staring back at you in the mirror. You know what I think is the funniest is, and I was sending, I showed this to my husband last night and we were like, he, I was like rolling, like laughing. And he was like, what are you laughing at? And it was a TikTok of somebody who had posted a video of how she likes to style her turtlenecks, not turned outward, but turned inward. And it was a video of her being like, you know, we need to address the controversy last week. I got some backlash over this video and you're right. And it was like somebody sending that like one of the comments that she got was like, you use the word bajillion and that's not even a real number. You're just lying, (laughs) right? (laughs) And it was like, another one was like, I don't even wear turtlenecks. 
And she was like, you're right. I'm sorry if you don't wear turtlenecks, this is not helpful for you. Like I sincerely apologize that it is not helpful for you, very specific person on the internet who apparently wanted something from this video. And I think like, I was just laughing so hard because it was just such an in your face, just example of the fact that we work so hard often to try and make everybody happy as though it's some sort of attainable goal. Like if I just work hard enough, if I just improve myself enough, if I just chameleon myself enough to everyone around me, eventually I'll be able to make everybody happy. And like, you can't even make everybody happy with posting a tutorial on, on turtlenecks. Exactly, right? I just think it's funny too, that someone would actually take the time out of their day to comment <laughs> on that. Like, just keep scrolling. It's fine. Like, exactly. <laughs> like if you don't wear turtlenecks, yes. well. <laughs> totally. Totally, totally. I loved this conversation. There was there was so much value in it. And just breaking that cycle, ending the cycle of people pleasing is something we all need to work on. Every single one yeah. of us. Ahuba, if you could leave listeners with one last piece of advice, what would it be? The one piece of advice is that I really think that we all need to do a better job at stopping to ask the question of what is right and starting to ask the question of what's really right for us, because, you know, ultimately that's going to look different for every person. And, you know, the majority of our work is really just determining what's right for us, what's right for our families, what's right for our communities um, and gain, you know, gaining the confidence to live our lives that way. Absolutely beautiful. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more? So I hang out lots on Instagram. My handle is at Ahuva Hirschkop. And I run a free community on Facebook called Beyond Burnout with Ahuva Hirschkop. Awesome. Be sure to check that out. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 